This year, Peloton is gifting you their best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Shop from a variety of accessories such as cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, and more. Whether you have 10 minutes to spare for a strength class or 30 minutes for a running or cycling class, there's a workout that works for you with music that is truly iconic. So don't miss out on Peloton's best offer of the season. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hi, my name is Rivka, and together with Wikipedia, I'll help you fall asleep. Get cozy and relax. I'll read out loud to you. Today, Maori people, cultural performances as an expression of history. The Maori are the indigenous Polynesian people of mainland New Zealand. Māori originated with settlers from East Polynesia, who arrived in New Zealand in several waves of canoe voyages, between roughly 1320 and 1350. Over several centuries in isolation, these settlers developed their own distinctive culture, whose language, mythology, crafts, and performing arts evolved independently from those of other Eastern Polynesian cultures. Some early Maori people moved to the Chatham Islands, where their descendants became New Zealand's other indigenous Polynesian ethnic group, the Moriori. Initial contact between Maori and Europeans, starting in the 18th century, ranged from beneficial trade to lethal violence. Maori actively adopted many technologies from the newcomers. With the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi in 1840, the two cultures coexisted for a generation. Rising tensions over disputed land sales led to conflict in the 1860s and massive land confiscations to which Maori responded with fierce resistance. After the treaty was declared a legal nullity in 1877, Maori were forced to assimilate into many aspects of Western culture. Social upheaval and epidemics of introduced disease took a devastating toll on the Maori population, which fell dramatically. By the start of the 20th century, the Maori population had begun to recover, and efforts have been made, centering on the Treaty of Waitangi, to increase their standing in wider New Zealand society and achieve social justice. Traditional Maori culture has thereby enjoyed a significant revival, which was further bolstered by a Maori protest movement that emerged in the 1960s. However, disproportionate numbers of Maori face significant economic and social obstacles and generally have lower life expectancies and incomes compared with other New Zealand ethnic groups. They suffer higher levels of crime, health problems, and educational underachievement. A number of socioeconomic initiatives have been instigated with the aim of, quote, closing the gaps, end quote, between Maori and other New Zealanders. Political and economic redress for historical grievances is also ongoing. 
In the 2018 census, there were 775,836 people in New Zealand, identifying as Māori, making up 16.5% of the national population. They are the second largest ethnic group in New Zealand, after European New Zealanders. In addition, more than 140,000 Māori live in Australia. The Māori language is spoken to some extent by about a fifth of all Māori, representing 3% of the total population. Māori are active in all spheres of New Zealand culture and society, with independent representation in areas such as media, politics, and sport. Etymology In the Māori language, the word Māori means normal, natural, or ordinary. In legends and oral traditions, the word distinguished ordinary mortal human beings, Tangata Māori, from deities and spirits. Likewise, Wai Māori denotes fresh water as opposed to salt water. There are cognate words in most Polynesian languages, all deriving from Proto-Polynesian Makoli, which has the reconstructed meaning of true, real, genuine. Naming and self-naming Early visitors from Europe to New Zealand generally referred to the indigenous inhabitants as New Zealanders or as natives. The Māori used the term Māori to describe themselves in a pan-tribal sense. Māori people often use the term tangatawenua to identify in a way that expresses their relationship with a particular area of land. A tribe may be the tangatawenua in one area, but not in another. The term can also refer to the Māori people as a whole in relation to New Zealand as a whole. The official definition of Māori for electoral purposes has changed over time. Before 1974, the government required documented ancestry to determine the status of a Māori person, and only those with at least 50% Māori ancestry were allowed to choose which seats they wished to vote in. The Māori Affairs Amendment Act 1974 changed this, allowing individuals to self-identify as to their cultural identity. In 1986, the census required at least 50% Māori ancestry to claim Māori affiliation. Currently, in most contexts, authorities require some documentation of ancestry or continuing cultural connection, but no minimum ancestry requirement. Origins from Polynesia no credible evidence exists of pre-Māori settlement of New Zealand. On the other hand, compelling evidence from archaeology, linguistics, and physical anthropology indicates that the first settlers migrated from Polynesia and became the Māori. Evidence indicates that their ancestry stretches back 5,000 years to the indigenous people of Taiwan. Polynesian people settled a large area encompassing Samoa, Tahiti, Hawaii, Easter Island, and finally New Zealand. 
There may have been some exploration and settlement before eruption of Mount Tarawera in about 1315, based on finds of bones from Polynesian rats and rat-gnawed shells, and evidence of widespread forest fires in the decade or so prior. But the most recent evidence points to the main settlement occurring as a planned mass migration somewhere between 1320 and 1350. This broadly aligns with analyses from Maori oral traditions, which describe the arrival of ancestors in a number of large ocean-going canoes in around 1350. Early History The earliest period of Maori settlement, known as the Archaic, Moa Hunter, or Colonization Period, dates from circa 1300 to circa 1500. The early Maori diet included an abundance of moa and other large birds and fur seals that had never been hunted before. This archaic period is known for its distinctive, real necklaces, and also remarkable for the lack of weapons and fortifications typical of the later, classic Maori. The best-known and most extensively studied archaic site at Wairaubar in the South Island shows evidence of occupation from early 13th century to the early 15th century. It is the only known New Zealand archaeological site containing the bones of people who were born elsewhere. Factors that operated in the transition to the Classic period include a significantly cooler period from 1500 and the extinction of the moa and of other food species. The classic period is characterized by finely made bonnamu, or greenstone, weapons and ornaments, and elaborately carved war canoes and farenui, or meeting houses. Maori lived in autonomous settlements in extended hapu groups descended from common iwi ancestors. The settlements had farmed areas and food sources for hunting, fishing, and gathering. Fortified pa were built at strategic locations due to occasional warfare over wrongdoings or resources. This practice varied over different locations throughout New Zealand, with more populations in the far north. There is a stereotype that Maori were natural warriors, however, Warfare and associated practices like cannibalism were not a dominating part of Maori culture. Around the year 1500, a group of Maori migrated east to the Chatham Islands and developed into a people known as the Moriori, with pacifism a key part of their culture. Contact with Europeans The first European explorers to New Zealand were Abel Tasman, who arrived in 1642, Captain James Cook in 1769, and Marion de Fresne in 1772. Initial contact between Maori and Europeans proved problematic and sometimes fatal, with Tasman having four of his men killed and probably killing at least one Maori without ever landing. Cook's men shot at least eight Maori within three days of his first landing, although he later had good relations with Maori. 
Three years later, after a promising start, Dufresne and 26 men of his crew were killed. From the 1780s, Maori also increasingly encountered European and American sealers, whalers, and Christian missionaries. Relations were mostly peaceful, although marred by several further violent incidents, the worst of which was the Boyd Massacre and subsequent revenge attacks. European settlement in New Zealand began in the early 19th century, leading to an extensive sharing of culture and ideas. Many Maori valued Europeans, whom they called Pākehā, as a means to acquire Western knowledge and technology. Maori quickly adopted writing as a means of sharing ideas, and many of their oral stories and poems were converted to the written form. The introduction of the potato revolutionized agriculture, and the acquisition of muskets by Maori iwi led to a period of particularly bloody intertribal warfare known as the Musket Wars, in which many groups were decimated and others driven from their traditional territory. The pacifist Moriori in the Chatham Islands similarly suffered massacre and subjugation in an invasion by some Taranaki Iwi. At the same time, the Maori suffered high mortality rates from Eurasian infectious diseases, such as influenza, smallpox, and measles, which killed an estimated 10 to 50 percent of Maori. By 1839, estimates placed the number of Europeans living in New Zealand as high as 2,000, and the British Crown acceded to repeated requests from missionaries and some Maori chiefs to intervene. The British government sent Royal Navy Captain William Hobson to negotiate a treaty between the British Crown and the Maori which became known as the Treaty of Waitangi. Starting from February 1840, this treaty was signed by the Crown and 500 Maori chiefs from across New Zealand. The treaty gave Maori the rights of British subjects and guaranteed Maori property rights and tribal autonomy in return for accepting British sovereignty and the annexation of New Zealand as a colony in the British Empire. However, disputes continue over aspects of the Treaty of Waitangi, including wording differences in the two versions, as well as misunderstandings of different cultural concepts. Notably, the Maori version did not cede sovereignty to the British Crown. In an 1877 court case, the treaty was declared a, quote, simple nullity, end quote on the grounds that the signatories had been, quote, primitive barbarians, end quote. Nevertheless, relations between Maori and Europeans during the early colonial period were largely peaceful. Many Maori groups set up substantial businesses, supplying food and other products for domestic and overseas markets. When violence did break out, as in the Wairau Afray, Flagstaff War, Hutt Valley Campaign and Wanganui Campaign. It was generally limited and concluded with a peace treaty. However, by the 1860s, rising settler numbers and tensions over disputed land purchases led to the later New Zealand Wars, 
fought by the colonial government against numerous Maori iwi, using local and British imperial troops and some allied iwi. These conflicts resulted in the colonial government confiscating tracts of Maori land as punishment for what were called, quote, rebellions, end quote. Pakeha, European settlers, would occupy the confiscated land. Several minor conflicts also arose after the wars, including the incident at Parihaka in 1881 and the Dog Tax War from 1897 to 1899. The Native Land Court was also established to transfer Maori land from communal ownership into individual title as a means to assimilation and to facilitate greater sales to European settlers. From the late 19th to the mid-20th century, various laws, policies, and practices were instituted in New Zealand society with the effect of inducing Māori to conform to Pākehā norms. Notable among these are the Tohunga Suppression Act 1907 and the suppression of the Māori language by schools, often enforced with corporal punishment. Decline and Revival By the late 19th century, a widespread belief existed amongst both Pākehā and Māori that the Māori population would cease to exist as a separate race or culture and become assimilated into the European population. In the 1896 census, New Zealand had a Māori population of 42,113, by which time Europeans numbered more than 700,000. The decline did not continue and the Māori population continued to recover in the 20th centuries. Influential Māori politicians such as James Carroll, Abirana Nata, Te Rangihiroa, and Maui Pomare aimed to revitalize the Māori people after the devastation of the previous century. They believed the future path called for a degree of assimilation with Māori adopting European practices such as Western medicine and education, while also retaining traditional cultural practices. Māori also fought during both world wars in specialized battalions. Māori were also badly hit by the 1918 influenza epidemic, with death rates for Māori being 4.5 times higher than for Pākehā. After World War II, Te reo Māori use declined steeply in favor of English. Since the 1960s, Māori Dom has undergone a cultural revival concurrent with activism for social justice and a protest movement. Kohanga Reo were established in 1982 to promote Māori language use, Te reo Māori, and halt the decline in its use. Two Māori language television channels broadcast content in the Māori language, while words such as kiaora have entered widespread use in New Zealand English. Government recognition of the growing political power of Māori and political activism have led to limited redress for historic land confiscations. In 1975, the Crown set up the Waitangi Tribunal to investigate historical grievances. And since the 1990s, the New Zealand government has negotiated and finalized treaty settlements 
with many iwi across New Zealand. By June 2008, the government had provided over 900 million New Zealand dollars in settlements, much of it in the form of land deals. There is a growing Maori leadership who are using these settlements as an investment platform for economic development. Despite a growing acceptance of Maori culture in wider New Zealand society, treaty settlements have generated significant controversy. Some Maori have argued that the settlements occur at a level of between one and two and a half cents on the dollar of the value of the confiscated lands and do not represent adequate redress. Conversely, some non-Maori denounce the settlements and socioeconomic initiatives as amounting to race-based preferential treatment. Both of these sentiments were expressed during the New Zealand foreshore and seabed controversy in 2004. Traditional Culture Archaeological record indicates a gradual evolution of culture. In the course of a few centuries, the growing population led to competition for resources and an increase in warfare and an increased frequency of fortified pa. Various systems also arose aimed to conserve resources. Most of these, such as tapu and rahui, used religious or supernatural threats to discourage people from taking species at particular seasons or from specified areas. Warfare between tribes was common, and Maori would sometimes eat their conquered enemies. Performing arts such as the haka developed from their Polynesian roots, as did carving and weaving. Regional dialects arose, with differences in vocabulary and in the pronunciation of some words, but the language retained enough similarities to other Eastern Polynesian languages for tupaya, the Tahitian navigator on James Cook's first voyage in the region, to act as an interpreter between Maori and the crew of the endeavor. Belief and Religion Traditional Maori beliefs have their origins in Polynesian culture. Polynesian concepts such as tapu, noa, mana, and wairua governed everyday Maori living, and there were many Maori deities. Today, Maori follow many Christian faiths, including Presbyterianism, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Maori Christian groups such as Ratana and Ringatu, and also Catholic, Anglican, and Methodist denominations. At the 2018 New Zealand census, 7.7% of Maori were affiliated with Maori Christian denominations and 29.9% with other Christian denominations. 53.5% of Māori claimed no religion. Proportions of Christian and irreligious Māori are comparable with European New Zealanders. Many Māori people still observe spiritual traditions such as tapu and noa. Certain objects, areas, or buildings are tapu and must be made noa by ceremonial action. It is common practice, for instance, to remove one's shoes before entering a farenui in token of respect for the ancestors, who are represented and spiritually present within the farenui. Another spiritual ritual is hurihanga takapau, 
practiced when fishing to ensure that there is no tapu on the fish. Performing Arts Cultural performance of Waiata, Haka, Tauparapara, and Moteatea are used by Maori to express and pass on knowledge and understanding about history, communities, and relationships. Kapahaka is a Maori performance art that originated in the 1880s to perform to tourists, including some groups traveling out of New Zealand to perform. It was used in the First World War to raise money for the Maori Soldiers Fund, encouraged by Apirana Nata. A haka is often performed in a pūwhiri. Since 1972, there has been a regular national kapahaka competition, the Te Matatini National Festival, organized by the Aotearoa Traditional Māori Performing Arts Society. There are kapahaka groups in schools, tertiary institutions, and workplaces, and it is performed at tourist venues across the country. Paretapere were a site of storytelling, dance, and puppetry in pre-European Māori culture. Māori theatre and contemporary dance flourished in the 1970s and 1980s, with groups such as Te Ohu Fakari, Te Ika a Māori players, and Takirua. Contemporary Māori stage writers, actors, and directors include George Henare, Riwia Brown, Honne Kouka, Nancy Brunning, Jim Moriarty, Briar Grace Smith, and many others. Contemporary performing arts include theater companies Takirua, Tawata Productions, who run an annual playwriting festival for indigenous writers called Breaking Ground, and dance companies Atamira Dance Company and Okareka Dance Company. In Auckland is Te Pou, a Kaupapa Maori performing arts venue, a place that develops and partners with Maori theater makers. Traditional Māori instruments are taunga puoru. They fulfilled various roles including storytelling, religious traditions, and also daily functions such as the beginning of a new day. Taunga puoru fall into two areas, melodic instruments such as the flute and rhythmic instruments such as poi, balls of dried flax on a string that are swung and tapped. Hey, still awake? If you like this podcast, please hit subscribe and leave a rating in your podcast app. The podcast is available under Creative Commons Attribution. This podcast is produced and edited by Schönlein Media, read by me, Rivka.